Chapter 31 The Yelela Singan Kootu A dried out pond in the middle of the jungle served as a clearing big enough to accommodate roughly a thousand chora soldiers who had set up a tavadi a camp Huge stone ovens dotted the area as well bearing enormous vats and cauldrons with a variety of rice kootan chora for their delectation Any number of side dishes bubbled away nearby Their collective aroma made everyone's mouths water Meantime as difficult as it was to wait until the cooking was done the men had elected to spend their time in song and dance their enthusiasm knew no bounds when they saw that their beloved prince had arrived to bear them company the commander in charge of the border force found it extremely difficult to quell their exuberance and instill some sort of discipline but he managed in the end to make them all sit in a half moon formation and maintain silence A huge tree had been cut down and a little of its trunk left poking above the earth. The prince took his seat upon this makeshift throne. No more did he look a simple mahout. Now his attire proclaimed his high office. A gleaming golden crown above his brow. Delicately wrought vagavalyam ornaments at his shoulders. Pearl necklaces draped on his chest and a beautiful silk pitambaram at his waist. He appeared the prince he was with the border forces commander Vandyatevan and Arvarkadian seated around him. It was time for the Yelela Singan Kootu to begin. A historical play meant for the edification of the prince. Just as the Chora forces had captured a good deal of Ilangai at this time, so had they a thousand years ago. Their leader then had been one Yelela Singan. Ilangai's ruler had retreated from battle and hidden himself in the hills in a bid to escape him. His son was named Dushtakamanu and a notorious warrior he was too, cherishing great dreams of recovering Ilangai from Yelelasingan some day. One night when he'd been very young, the prince had lain in bed, his arms and legs folded close to his body. "Pray child, why do you lie thus at great inconvenience?" asked his mother. Why do you not stretch your limbs and sleep at peace? Dushtakamunu's answer had been swift. Tamil warriors bludgeon me on one side while the sea crushes me on another. What am I to do but hold myself close and snatch rest in grave discomfort? Great deeds were naturally expected of such a child and Dushtakamunu did not disappoint. He gathered an army when he came of age and went to war with Yelelasingan. His men scattered in all four directions unable to bear the onslaught but Dushtakamunu's wits did not desert him he came up with a ruse approached Yelelasingan with great daring and communicated it to him my pitiful army has gone to pieces unable to battle your massive forces i am the only one left you sire possess the distinction of being born in a noble dynasty therefore i put forward a proposition Let us fight each other you and I to the victor shall belong the kingdom of Ilangai as for the other he shall attain the illustrious heaven meant for heroes the young warrior's indomitable courage impressed Yelelasingan a good deal he accepted the challenge with alacrity and instructed his men not to interrupt the proceedings on any account battle began fierce and furious Dushtakamunu's soldiers who heard the news gave up retreating and wandered back one by one. Soon a large crowd had gathered around the battling duo and it went on and on for hours. Dushtakamunu fought with the furious desperation of one battling to claim his birthright. 
Yele Lesingen, who had begun to sympathize with this spirited youngster almost despite himself, held back a little and did not use all his considerable force and acumen. In the end, he embraced a warrior's death. Upon Dushtakamunu's coronation, the young man erected a memorial in his honor and lavished praise upon the valor and compassion of the fallen king. Arunmuri Varmar's men threw themselves into this rare piece of historical drama and brought both Chora and Ilangai kings to life, singing and dancing with abandon. Indeed, the actor who donned the role of Yelele Singan played dead in the end so convincingly that those around him wondered for a moment if life had indeed left his body. The prince and the rest of the spectators enjoyed the performances to the hilt, often raising their voices, shouting, Ah! in praise, as and when the occasion demanded. The Ilango directed his attention towards Arvar Kadyan once in the midst of the play. Tirumbalai, the battle between Dushtakamanu and Yelela Singan has been drawn with the most beautiful colours in the Tampallai cave temple. They are as fresh as though done yesterday. Have you seen them? Not yet, Aya, replied Arvar Kadyan. We saw you even as we entered the city, you see. There was no time to visit the shrine. You must, Thirumalai. Ah, their beauty and lustre is not to be missed. Our Tamil Nadu boasts a great many works of art, but Ilangai's possessions are a vast deal more spectacular. The paintings here aren't about to sprout legs and wander off, Your Highness. They can be viewed at any time. You, on the other hand, seeking a royal audience is no easy task. We managed it only by the skin of our teeth as it is. Parthibendra Pallavar, who arrived here just a little ahead of us, had already turned back, not having had the felicity of meeting you. We ran into him just as he was leaving, Arvar Kadyan explained. Indeed, the commander informed me as well that my beloved brother's friend was in search of me. You couldn't hazard a guess as to the purpose of his visit, could you? Certainly I can. Crown Prince Aditya Karigalar has sent him to escort you to Kanchi. Ada? You're privy to that information, are you? Then you'd seem to know the contents of the Olay your precious friend brought me after so many trials and turmoil, wouldn't you? Your sister has bid you to Parayare at once. You see, your highness, I concealed myself inside an arbor and watched as she gave this Olay in secret to the Vanar warrior. Vandyatevan, seated behind Arvar Kadyan, pinched the Vaishnavite hard. Ah, these wretched jungles! Dambi slapped his back. Bees and insects that sting even at night. Chee, how dare you? The prince snapped, considerably incensed. You dare play off your tricks on my beloved sister, would you? I am sure I cannot regret what I did, your highness. It was why I managed to bring this man to you, braving a great deal of danger after all. As Buddha Bhagavan is my witness, no one knows what I had to go through to get him here in one piece. With his remarkable propensity to pick fights at the slightest provocation, He'd certainly never have made it had he come through Anuradhapuram, and I'd have had his death on my hands. That's why I dragged him through the forest. And even there, he tried to go head to head with a mad elephant. I dealt it a fatal blow with my trusty staff and brought him to you safe and sound. Oh, was that the reason for your visit then? To ensure his safe arrival? Not at all, Aya. I brought my fair share of messages. What are they? asked the prince. Quick man, Chief Minister Aniruddhar thinks it best that you stay right here in Ilangai for a while. Good grief, three elders and three messages, all at variance with each other. The prince shook his head. What am I supposed to do now? 
యువర్ హైనస్ వందేవన్ ఇంటర్వీన్ అట్ దిస్ మోమెంట్ ఫర్ గివ్ మీ బట్ ఇట్స్ యువర్ సిస్టర్స్ మెసేజ్ దట్ యూ మస్ట్ టేక్ ప్రెసిడెన్స్ ఓవర్ అదర్స్ హర్స్ ఆర్ ది ఇన్స్ట్రక్షన్స్ యూ మస్ట్ ఫాలో మస్ట్ ఐ ఇండీడ్ వై ఇట్స్ వాట్ యువర్ హార్ట్ సేస్ డీప్ విత్ ఇన్ యూ యర్న్ టు రెస్పెక్ట్ యువర్ సిస్టర్స్ విషెస్ అండ్ ఇఫ్ ఇట్ షుడెంట్ ప్లీజ్ యూ టు డూ సో ఐ ఆర్ టు వందేవన్ క్విప్ట్ ఇలయ పిరాటీస్ ఆర్డర్స్ ఆర్ టు బ్రింగ్ యూ టు హర్ ఎస్ సూన్ ఎస్ ఐ క్యాన్ యూ సీ ప్రిన్స్ అరుల్ మొడి వర్మర్ టర్న్ ఇస్ అటెన్షన్ ఫుల్లీ టు వందేవన్ హిస్ కీన్ గేజ్ స్వెప్ట్ అప్ అండ్ డౌన్ ద వానర్ వారియర్ హీ మమ్ టు హిమ్సెల్ఫ్ ఇట్ వాస్ ఫార్ అ బ్రేవ్ ఫ్రెండ్ సచ్ ఇస్ యూ దట్ ఐ బీన్ వెయిటింగ్ ఆల్ దీస్ ఇయర్స్ 